Success Without Dignity, a near-casting story of avoiding catastrophe by luck, by Holden Karnofsky. I've been trying to form a near-cast-based picture of what it might look like to suffer or avoid an AI catastrophe. I've written a hypothetical failure story, how we might stumble into AI catastrophe, and two success stories, one presuming a relatively gradual takeoff, one assuming a more discontinuous one. Those success stories rely on a couple of key actors, a leading AI lab and a standards and monitoring organization, making lots of good choices. But I don't think stories like these are our only hope. Contra Eliezer, I think we have a non-trivial chance of avoiding AI takeover even in a minimal dignity future, say, assuming essentially no growth from here in the size or influence of the communities and research fields focused specifically on existential risk from misaligned AI and no highly surprising research or other insights from these communities or fields either. There are further risks beyond AI takeover, this post focuses on AI takeover. This is not meant to make anyone relax. Just the opposite, I think we're in that this could really go lots of different ways zone where marginal effort is most valuable. Though I have to link to my anti-burnout take after saying something like that. My point is nothing like we will be fine, it's more like we aren't stuck at the bottom of the logistic success curve, every bit of improvement in the situation helps our odds. I think luck could be enough should be the strong default on priors, so in some sense I don't think I owe tons of argumentation here, I think the burden is on the other side. But in addition to thinking I haven't heard knockdown arguments for doom, I think it's relevant that I feel like I can at least picture success with minimal dignity while granting that many people will think my picture is vague, wishful, and wildly unrealistic, and they may be right. This post will try to spell that out a bit. It won't have security mindset, to say the least I'll be sketching things out that could work, and it will be easy, for me and others, to name ways they could fail. But I think having an end-to-end picture of how this could look might be helpful for understanding my picture and pushing back on it. I'll go through. How we could navigate the initial alignment problem, getting to the first point of having very powerful, human-level-ish, yet safe, AI systems. For human-level-ish AIs, I think it's plausible that the alignment problem is easy, trivial, or non-existent. Also plausible that it's fiendishly hard. If so, it could end up cheap and easy to intend align human-level-ish AIs, such that such AIs end up greatly outnumbering misaligned ones, putting us in good position for the deployment problem. Next point. How we could navigate the deployment problem, reducing the risk that someone in the world will deploy irrecoverably dangerous systems, even though the basic technology exists to make powerful, human-level-ish AI safe. This is often discussed through the lens of pivotal acts, though that's not my preferred framing. You can think of this as containing two challenges, stopping misaligned human-level-ish AI and maintaining alignment as AI goes beyond human level. A key point is that once we have aligned human-level-ish AI, the world will probably be transformed enormously, to the point where we should consider approximately all outcomes in play. Briefly, the main arguments I've heard for why this picture is unrealistic or doomed. A few more thoughts on the success without dignity idea. As with many of my posts, I don't claim personal credit for any new ground here. I'm leaning heavily on conversations with others, especially Paul Cristiano and Carl Schulman. The initial alignment problem. What happens if you train an AI using the sort of process outlined here, essentially, generative pre-training followed by reinforcement learning, with the latter refereed by humans? I think danger is likely by default, but not assured. It seems to depend on a number of hard-to-predict things. How accurate is reinforcement? 
The greater an AI's ability to get better performance by deceiving, manipulating, or overpowering supervisors, the greater the danger. There are a number of reasons, beyond explicit existential risk concern, that AI labs might invest heavily in accurate reinforcement, via techniques like task decomposition or amplification, recursive reward modeling, mechanistic interpretability, and using AIs to debate or supervise other AIs. Relatively moderate investments here could imaginably lead to highly accurate reinforcement. How natural are intended generalizations, like do what the supervisor is hoping I'll do, in the sense that most humans would mean this phrase rather than in a precise but malign sense, versus unintended ones, like do whatever maximizes reward? It seems plausible that large amounts of generative pre-training could result in an AI having a suite of well-developed human-like concepts, such as do what the supervisor is hoping I'll do, in the sense that most humans would mean this phrase rather than in a precise technical sense, and also such as fool the supervisor into thinking I did well. But the latter could be hard enough to pull off successfully in the presence of a basic audit regime, especially for merely human-level-ish AI, and or sufficiently in conflict with various learned heuristics, that it could be disadvantaged in training. In this case, a relatively small amount of reinforcement learning could be enough to orient an AI toward policies that generalize as intended. How much is training outcomes-based versus process-based? That is, how much does it look like an AI goes through a long episode, taking many steps that aren't supervised or necessarily understood, and ultimately subject to gradient descent based on whether humans approve of the outcome versus each local step the AI takes is subject to human supervision and approval? The former leaves a lot of scope for mistaken feedback that trains deception and manipulation. The latter could still in some sense train doing what humans think they want rather than what they actually want, but that's quite different from training do whatever results in a seemingly good outcome, and I think it's noticeably less vulnerable to some of the key risks. Outcomes-based training seems abstractly more powerful and likely to be a big part of training the most powerful systems, but this isn't assured. Today, training AIs based on outcomes of long episodes is unwieldy, and the most capable AIs haven't had much of it. How natural or necessary is it for a sufficiently capable AI to form ambitious goals and act like a maximizer? There has been a lot of ink spilled about this, and I think it remains up in the air. I'll just say that modern AI development methods are not clearly set up to produce maximizers. For what it's worth, it seems to me like the very shortest, straightest line imaginable path to transformative AI from today looks relatively favorable on the above dimensions. Today's most capable models mostly look like lots of generative pre-training, tiny amounts of reinforcement learning, which seems like a good thing at least from the point of view of a. developing a large suite of human-like concepts, b. a good chance that the RL part of the training can be highly accurate, few opportunities to get better performance by deceiving, manipulating, or overpowering supervisors. It's imaginable to AI models could become transformative with a handful of additions that, while greatly changing capabilities and introducing serious alignment risks, wouldn't clearly change what I just said. I guess that the situation will get worse, for example, more outcome-based training, compared to that picture, but I don't know that. And even if it does, it still seems like we could end up with models that have human-level and human-like capabilities and lack ambitious goals of their own. Even without a special effort. For an opposing view, see my dialogue with Nate Soares. I could imagine being about 70% confident of Nate's view if I'd done a lot of thinking I haven't done, but I doubt most people are in that sort of position or should trust Nate or Eliezer to be, to the point of being certain of danger by default. Basic countermeasures. There are also possible countermeasures to alignment risk, 
identifiable today, that I can imagine going quite well, without needing new breakthrough insights, we would need luck, though. Examples Simple checks and balances An example, we might train AI watchdogs to make the best arguments they can, ideally including discussions of internal states, that other AIs are dangerous, that specific measures can make them less dangerous, etc. Gradient descent could be used to both push against spurious arguments, as assessed by randomized deep dives, while pushing toward more important plus correct, according to human judges and auditors, critiques. There are tons of reasons this might not work, but I don't think we should be shocked if it produces huge dividends, even coming from simply human-level AIs that are well-suited to finding flaws and dangers in models and outputs similar to themselves. These dividends could lead to highly accurate training that makes it hard to learn unintended generalizations, and or to deployment scenarios where it's overly hard for human-levelish AIs to coordinate against humans. Intense red teaming I've written about how adversarial training could undo a good deal of misalignment that has popped up during training, especially if something like relaxed adversarial training, simulating inputs that one can't actually produce, turns out to be feasible. It's plausible to me that AI companies might invest heavily in this kind of work, without needing to be mostly motivated by existential risk reduction, they might be seeking intense guarantees against for example lawsuit-driving behavior by AI systems. Training on internal states I think interpretability research could be useful in many ways, but some require more dignity that I'm assuming here and or pertain to the continuing alignment problem, next section. If we get lucky, though, we could end up with some way of training AIs on their own internal states that works at least well enough for the initial alignment problem. Training AIs on their own internal states risks simply training them to manipulate and or obscure their own internal states, but this may be too hard for human-level-ish AI systems, so we might at least get off the ground with something like this. A related idea is finding a regularizer that penalizes for example dishonesty, as in eliciting latent knowledge. It's pretty easy for me to imagine that a descendant of the Burns et al. 2022 method, or an output of the eliciting latent knowledge agenda, could fit this general bill without needing any hugely surprising breakthroughs. I also wouldn't feel terribly surprised if, say, three more equally promising approaches emerged in the next couple of years. The deployment problem. Once someone has developed safe, powerful, human-level-ish AI, the threat remains that. More advanced AI will be developed, including with the help of the human-level-ish AI, and it will be less safe, due to different development methods and less susceptibility to the basic countermeasures above. As it gets cheaper and easier for anyone in the world to build powerful AI systems, someone will do so especially carelessly and or maliciously. The situation has now changed in a few ways. There's now a lot more capacity for alignment research, threat assessment research, to make a more convincing case for danger and contribute to standards and monitoring, monitoring and enforcing standards, and more, because these things can be done by AIs. I think interpretability looks like a particularly promising area for automated research AIs might grind through large numbers of analyses relatively quickly and reach a conclusion about the thought process of some larger, more sophisticated system. There's also a lot more capacity for capabilities research that could lead to more advanced, more dangerous AI. For a good outcome, alignment research or threat assessment research doesn't have to keep up with capabilities research for a long time, a strong demonstration of danger, or decisive, scalable, alignment solution, could be enough. It's hard to say how all these factors will shake out. But it seems plausible that one of these things will happen. Some relatively cheap, easy, scalable solution to AI alignment, 
The sort of thing ARC is currently looking for is developed and becomes widely used. Some decisive demonstration of danger is achieved, and AIs also help to create a successful campaign to persuade key policymakers to aggressively work toward a standards and monitoring regime. This could be a very aggressive regime if some particular government, coalition or other actor has a lead in AI development that it can leverage into a lot of power to stop others' AI development. Something else happens to decisively change dynamics, for example, AIs turn out to be good enough at finding and patching security holes that the offense-defense balance in cybersecurity flips, and it becomes possible to contain even extremely capable AIs. Any of these could lead to a world in which misaligned AI in the wild is at least rare relative to aligned AI. The advantage for humans plus aligned AIs could be self-reinforcing, as they use their greater numbers to push measures, for example, standards and monitoring, to suppress misaligned AI systems. I concede that we wouldn't be totally out of the woods in this case things might shake out such that highly outnumbered misaligned AIs can cause existential catastrophe. But I think we should be optimistic by default from such a point. A footnote elaborates on this, addressing Steve Burns's discussion of a related topic, which I quite liked and think raises good concerns, but isn't decisive for the scenario I'm contemplating. More generally, I think it's very hard to reason about a world with human-level-ish aligned AIs widely available and initially outnumbering comparably powerful misaligned AIs, so I think we should not be too confident of doom starting from that point. Some objections to this picture. The most common arguments I've heard for why this picture is hopeless involve some combination of AI systems could quickly become very powerful relative to their supervisors, which means we have to confront a harder version of the alignment problem without first having human-level-ish aligned systems. I think it's certainly plausible this could happen, but I haven't seen a reason to put it at greater than 50%. To be clear, I expect an explosive takeoff by historical standards. I want to give Tom Davidson's analysis more attention, but it implies that there could be mere months between human-level-ish AI and far more capable AI, but that could be enough for a lot of work by human-level-ish AI. One key question, to the extent that we can create a feedback loop with AI systems doing research to improve hardware and or software efficiency, which then increases the size and or capability of the automated workforce, enabling further research, will this mostly be via increasing the number of AIs or by increasing per-AI capabilities? There could be a feedback loop with human-level-ish AI systems exploding in number, which seems to present fewer, though still significant, alignment challenges than a feedback loop with AI systems exploding past human capability. It's arguably very hard to get even human-level-ish capabilities without ambitious misaligned aims. I discussed this topic at some length with Nate Soares, notes here. I disagree with this as a default, though, again, it's plausible, for reasons given at that link. Expecting offense-defense asymmetries, as in this post, such that we'd get catastrophe even if aligned AIs greatly outnumber misaligned ones. Again, this seems plausible, but not the right default guess for how things will go as discussed at the end of the previous section. I think all of these arguments are plausible, but very far from decisive, and indeed each seems individually less than 50% likely to me. Success without dignity. This section is especially hand-wavy and conversational. I probably don't stand by what you'd get from reading any particular sentence super closely and taking it super seriously. I stand by some sort of vague gesture that this section is trying to make. I have a high-level intuition that most successful human ventures look, from up close, like dumpster fires. 
I'm thinking of successful organizations, including those I've helped build, as well as cases where humans took highly effective interventions against global threats, for example smallpox eradication, recent advances in solar power that I'd guess are substantially traceable to subsidy programs, whatever reasons we haven't had a single non-test nuclear detonation since 1945. I expect the way AI risk is handled by society to look like a dumpster fire in the sense that lots of good interventions will be left on the table, lots of very silly things will be done, and no intervention will be satisfyingly robust. Alignment measures will be fallible, standards regimes will be gameable, security setups will be imperfect, and even the best AI labs will have lots of incompetent and or reckless people inside them doing scary things. But I don't think that automatically translates to existential catastrophe, and this distinction seems important. An analogy, that bednet has lots of gaping holes in it versus that bednet won't help or that person will get malaria. The future is uncertain, we could get lucky and stumble our way into a good outcome. Furthermore, there are a number of interventions that could interact favorably with some baseline good luck. I'll discuss this more in a future post. One key strategic implication of this view that I think is particularly worth noting. I think there's a common headspace that says something like, we're screwed unless we get a miracle. Hence, approximately nothing matters except for a. buying time for that miracle to happen, b. optimizing heavily for attracting and supporting unexpectedly brilliant people with unexpectedly great ideas. My headspace is something more like, we could be doomed even in worlds where our interventions go as well as could be reasonably expected, we could be fine in worlds where they go approximately maximally poorly, every little bit, of alignment research, of standards and monitoring, of security research, etc., helps, and a lot of key interventions would benefit from things other than time and top intellectual talent, they'd benefit from alignment-concerned people, communicating well, networking well, being knowledgeable about the existing AI state-of-the-art, having good reputations with regulators and the general public, etc., etc., etc. That is, in my headspace, there are lots of things that can help, which also means that there are lots of factors we need to worry about. Many are quite ugly and unpleasant to deal with, for example, PR and reputation. And there are many gnarly trade-offs with no clear answer, for example, I think there are things that hurt community epistemics and or risk making the situation worse that still might be right to do. I have some suspicion that the first headspace is self-serving for people who really don't like dealing with that stuff and would rather focus exclusively on trying to do, support or find revolutionary intellectual inquiry. I don't normally like making accusations like this, they rarely feel constructive, but in this case it feels like a bit of an elephant in the room, it seems like quite a strange view on priors to believe that revolutionary intellectual inquiry is the whole game for approximately any goal, especially on the relatively short timelines many people have for transformative AI. I don't feel emotionally attached to my headspace. It's nice to not think we're doomed, but not a very big deal for me, and I think I'd enjoy work premised on the first headspace above at least as much as work premised on the second one. The second headspace is just what seems right at the moment. I haven't seen convincing arguments that we won't get lucky, and it seems to me like lots of things can amplify that luck into better odds of success. If I'm missing something correctable, I hope this will prompt discussion that leads there.